Who Gets to Decide, a liberty-based podcast that brings a little piece of sanity to a confused society drowning in a culture of craziness. And here is your host, Seth Martin. Well, all right. What's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Who Gets to Decide. This is Seth Martin, your host. Thank you for joining me this evening. Glad you're here and always happy you're listening. Well, the response to the COVID vaccine or the COVID pandemic, so-called COVID pandemic, as many of you know, I've been suspicious about for a long time. And it just seems like the more time that goes by, the more evidence kind of leaks out that this is a scam, some sort of government program. Uh, We've seen uh, reports on FOIA documents that show that the response was essentially a Department of Defense operation. And now you've got guys like Mike Yidon, who used to work for Pfizer, executives for Pfizer, that are coming out and saying pretty damning things about the entire operation and that it's been planned for a long time and that we really need to take a stand or you know, potentially this could be the end of our lives and at a minimum, the end of our liberty, which I agree with. And I wanted to play a couple clips. I mean, you know, this kind of stuff you're not seeing on, you know, Fox News or CNN. It's not in the mainstream media. I don't know why. I mean, there's real serious stuff going on um, with people, you know, in some cases dying, other people having disability, uh, major problems in their lives due to this vaccine, this so-called vaccine, which I, you know, I call it a gene therapy, an mRNA gene therapy. And so I don't know when this is all going to blow up uh, for the government and and the media and all these people, but it it seems like we're getting closer and closer all the time. And so I wanted to play some of these... uh, statements from Mike Guidon and um, and if you don't know who this guy is look him up I mean he's a lot of these guys I guess are you know they've been in the business for a long time and they're finally just you know they've they've had it they're they've kind of retired from the industry or whatever and they don't like the way it's going and and they're turning on it and we need people like this guy because most of us are on the outside of this deal and we really don't know what's going on on the inside. So um, look this guy up, follow him, follow Ed Dowd. Ed Dowd's doing a lot of work with insurance companies. Insurance companies are brilliant when it comes to knowing how many people die, how many people are on disability. This is where the truth is coming from these days. Uh, it's not from the government. It's not from the CDC. It's not from um, uh, the World Health Organization. In fact, The World Health Organization is looking to grab even more power as a result of this so-called pandemic. So um, we need to be vigilant. We need to be um, just looking out for the signs of totalitarianism. And there's there's more and more signs all the time. So I'm going to be here on this program to help try to ferret some of that out and show that to you. Hopefully you can appreciate that. And 
Uh, I want to expose you to guys like Mike Udon and, and maybe we can get some more people talking about this. I mean, that's really what we need is we need a critical mass of people talking about the things that really matter. And of course, what's going on in Israel and Gaza really matters. Obviously, that really matters. The reason I haven't been speaking about it much is because there's just no good way out of it. And both sides are, are really uh, dug in and at fault. And I don't want to take a side in that because, again, I don't think that really solves the problem. I mean, my, my gut feeling, my gut uh, tells me that I want to side with Israel. Um, but at the same time, I know Israel has done horrible things, strategic things to undermine the peace process with the Palestinians. And, it, you know, the, the Hamas and, and, and Hezbollah, they do less sophisticated things. So you got, you got Israel kind of doing sophisticated things behind the scenes to undermine the peace process. And then you got Hezbollah and Hamas doing just overt, overt things to undermine the peace process. But the really, the reality is uh, the situation is that they're both uh, guilty of undermining the peace process. Uh, they don't want peace for some reason. And, Therefore, they don't have it, and they're not going to have it as long as they don't want it. All right, well, I want to switch to Mike Yudan. I got uh, some clips here from him, and uh, we'll come out on the other side with some comments. When I looked at the mRNA vaccine, I looked at the Pfizer one and the Moderna one, I was horrified. My contention is that there are multiple deliberate toxicities built into these materials, and I can, I can justify that. When you take mRNA and get one body to make a piece of a foreign organism, ladies and gentlemen, that's not my dog. <laughs> but when your body is instructed to make a piece of foreign, non-human protein, every cell that expresses that is now blaring a signal, I've been invaded. Your immune system goes to war and tries to kill it. it cells and kill them. That is the reason why you see dozens of different side effects because it's one mechanism of toxicity but expressed anywhere in the body wherever it happens to land so as a reminder you know mikey don is an ex executive with pfizer so he knows how this company works and the thing he's talking about is the mechanism of the spike protein the the antigen that's created in your own cells, okay? This is the key thing about the so-called COVID-19 vaccine. The function, the actual function is when the lipid nanoparticle slips into your cells, and those could be liver cells, it could be kidney cells, they could be heart tissue cells, they could be um, cells in your, uh, your vascular uh, endothelial system, endocrine system. I mean, any system within the body, into in your uh, brain cells, even. So when when the lipid nanoparticle slips into your cell, the package is released. The mRNA package is is released, 
and it and it creates a message to tell your cell to create this spike protein on the surface of the cell. So this this mechanism that he's talking about, even though it's it, 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 it's a single type of mechanism, it can express itself, and the toxicity toxicity is such that it can show up anywhere in your body, and then your body attacks that particular tissue. We've talked about this before. And how anybody thought this was a good idea. I mean, I, I remember the first time I read the pharmacokinetic study on biodistribution and then saw you know, how the, the mRNA technology works. I thought, why are they giving this to people? This is going to create autoimmune disease. Now, it ultimately, for the people that don't die, I suppose it could create autoimmune disease. But it's also had a, a level of toxicity that's killing people prematurely. Uh, you know, the myocarditis, the pericarditis, the, uh, the uh, strokes, the uh, neurotoxicity that's, that's happening with some people. Um, I mean, this is very dangerous, you know, remedy to something that was essentially the flu. I mean, it's, it's really something. And, and what Mike Yudon, you're going to hear in a little while, uh, him talking about this being the crime of the century. And that's a big statement. But I, I tend to think he's correct. And you said this was intentional? Oh, yes. All four companies, Moderna, AstraZeneca, Johnson Johnson, and Pfizer, in virus. They all chose the same part. They all chose the bit that sticks out the outside called spike protein. So a couple of things here. Um, if I was leading a, a drug discovery team, and I did dozens of times, the chances that my peers in the other company will come up with the same solution is remote to tell, you know, to tell the truth. And you would never pick this. Why would you not pick this? We knew from previous work that the spike proteins that stick out from the outside of these microorganisms are biologically active. They can trigger blood coagulation and they are neurally toxic. They should have picked, um, if you believe the story about viruses, and I have significant concerns, but if we just go with the narrative, you would definitely, definitely not pick the part of the virus that is biologically active. And the fact that all four drug companies did it, it's a, it's a black swan event. Boy, there are several things to unpack in this clip. The first one and the most obvious one is what he's talking about. If, if four companies were coming up with some sort of drug, it's, it's highly unlikely that they would come up with the same type of solution. So this, this speaks to some sort of coordinated kind of development process. And if it was coordinated, the question was, the question is to me, what, were they coordinating to accomplish? <laughs> you know, if COVID didn't exist until March of 2020 or even, I don't know, November of 2019, then what, what is it that they were trying to um, cure us from, right? And, and we know now that the, the, the mRNA technology goes back to the 2009-2010 timeframe, and it really took off uh, around 2015 um, 
with some of the people that are kind of nefarious actors in this whole thing. Um, Eco Health Alliance, uh, Peter Daszak, people like that. And so that that's the first thing. And I, and I think he's right about that. I think this is some sort of coordinated thing that the government led, that it used these companies uh, to develop uh, this, this technology and did it for nefarious reasons. Did it to depopulate the earth or, or something. Um, the other thing that I wanted to pull out of this clip, and it's very subtle what he, say, what he says here, and you might have to go back and listen to it, but he talks about, he alludes to the fact that viruses might not even be real. Now, he's not the first person I've heard say this. Um, there, there are others that have looked into this in great detail that are not even sure that viruses are a real thing. Nobody's, I mean, I've listened to several people talk about this and they say things like, you know, viruses have never been isolated. They've never been able to isolate a virus, um, things like that. So then the question is, is okay, what, then what is it that we're fighting? Right. Um, and, and the reality is we could be fighting something that was man-made, was created. So that's a very subtle thing that he said there, but I, I just thought that was interesting. And uh, and then the last thing, he mentions this thing called a black swan event. Now, a black swan event is an event that is uh, more than, say, let's say five or six standard deviations away from the mean of possibility. And certainly... Um, the, the, the fact that all four companies pick the same mechanism to fight the quote-unquote virus could be classified as a, a black swan event. I mean, when has four separate companies ever come up with um, the same kind of remedy uh, using a drug? I mean, the only thing I can think of it's even close is like the statins that are used for um, high cholesterol. But I think I think... Multiple companies have statins now because statins have been around for so long, uh, not because they all came out at the same time at, from different companies. Um, but anyway, just just things to think about. You know, the fact that this is intentional, the fact that they use such a toxic antigen um, in their in their mRNA technology, um, the fact that four drug companies seemingly came up with the same solution to a very complex uh, set of processes. All this, you know, reeks of, of planned event and planned, planned likely by the Department of Defense. Um, if you recall, we, we brought up the fact that uh, some FOIA requests have, have brought up, have exposed documents that have Department of Defense uh, references all over them in, in uh, involving the pandemic, the response to the pandemic, the rules, policy, all kinds of things. So I know this is like difficult for you to think, wow, why would my government do this, you know? But, you know, just ask yourself, do people really believe in climate change? Do people really believe that there are too many people on the planet? 
And and the question is, is if you if you really believed that, and you were working in government, what would you do about it, right? And the truth is, people are they're acting on their beliefs, and because they have the power of government behind them, it it looks crazy to us because we're. Uh, you know, we're in this kind of whitewashed world where we believe in the land of the free and the home of the brave. And we just can't wrap our heads around why our own government would, would be involved in something like this. And yet it appears that they have, they, that they are. So I think we're in the middle of an ongoing crime. I've no idea how long it's going to last. I think it's, I'm convinced that it will be the biggest crime in history. It's global. Uh, it has the intent of control, removing everybody's freedom, and I personally think will involve killing further millions, if not billions of people. That makes it a pretty big competitor for the title worst crime in history. It is long planned. Uh, I won't bore you with the details, but I've definitely come across information that shows that the components of the deceit that they've used, you know, PCR, uh, exaggerated PCR testing, uh, the use of fear-based messaging through the media, this stuff's been rehearsed by militaries and the people we might think of as the spooks for at least 25 years and possibly longer. So it's long planned, very serious. Now, you know, on this show that I've spoken about how many people were killed in the 20th century by governments. And you know that that number is around 170 million people. And he's saying and this guy, you know, look, he's, he knows something that the rest of us don't know. He, he has insight into this industry. Uh, this industry is obviously very connected with government, the military, uh, agencies within the government, uh, international actors in public health like the WHO, uh, the CDC, comp- uh, groups like that. And he's saying that this is going to be the crime of the century. Can you, excuse me, the, the largest crime in history, that we are living through an ongoing crime and is likely to be the crime of, of, of all time, of history. Now, that's a big statement. That's a big thing to say. And he's talking about killing millions and millions and millions of people, possibly billions. Now, that is really something... Uh, to that, that we all need to understand. I mean, this is a, an educated person. This is not a crackpot. Uh, this is a very smart man. He knows these people. He, he has insight into this group that the rest of us don't have. He has insight into various government processes for approving drugs and uh, different technologies that are available to the scientists that are working in these companies. And this man is telling us that we are, we are in, we are in the, uh, in the midst of an ongoing crime, a crime that could kill millions and millions of people, hundreds of millions of people, potentially billions of people, roughly 2.2 billion people have been vaccinated, quote unquote vaccinated with the MRNA technology. That is a lot of people and a lot of people have died, but likely what's going to happen if, if it continues 
is people are going to die over time. It's going to look somewhat normal because it's going to be a heart attack or an aneurysm or some sort of neurological um, uh, degenerative process where, you know, 50 year olds start moving into Alzheimer's and things like that, dementia and things like that, that this is where some of the disability is coming in that Ed Dowd and his group is uh, uh, finance, finance technology with a pH uh, what their group is talking about. So this, there's a lot of people on this. A lot of smart people are starting to sniff this out and I don't know, man, I don't know what's going to happen as a result of it, but it, it's a, it's a very sinister and crazy thing to wrap your head around. I, I certainly understand that. Uh, but we need to get more and more people talking about it for sure. Here's the thing why I'm calling you to one. It's not going to return to the old normal one. That's never their intention. So it's not going to happen passively because it's not, there isn't a natural phenomenon that's going to wear off. They're not going to allow it to return to normal. So if you comply with this tyranny, it will end with the loss of your liberty and probably your life. So what's he talking about here? He's, he's talking about the COVID uh, passports, the health passports or whatever you're going to, uh, whatever you want to call them. The things that they want to put on our phones to control our movement to identify us, to let them know who's taken um, which vaccines. Um, this is all um, this is all designed to reduce our liberty and and like he said, potentially uh, kill us. I mean if you if you are really deciding on what people can buy and sell, and if you've been a bad citizen and, you know, they cut two pounds of meat out of your monthly schedule, uh, th there's serious consequences to this. So he's, he's, this is a warning, okay? This guy is sounding an alarm. And what he's telling us, what he's telling you, what he's telling me, is that we all need to stand up. We need to reach down really deep, really deep, and we need to to get a whole nother gear um, to try to combat what's going on. We're, we're going to have to quit being afraid of being called conspiracy theorists. We're going to have to quit being afraid that, you know, what people think around us and stuff. Uh, we can't afford to let our families die because we're afraid to speak up. We can't be afford, we can't afford to have our liberties extricated from us because we're embarrassed to say something or uh, we're embarrassed to stand up uh, in front of our families or whatever because they don't believe, you know, they don't believe what's happening. They think it's just a, a pandemic. We had a pandemic in 1918. We had another one. And that's a whole other story. I've been reading some stuff about that, too. It turns out maybe that that's not so true, that, that, that we didn't have a pandemic in 1918. And that also was self-inflicted. So, you know, look, be skeptical. Be very skeptical. Be afraid of these people. Take them at their word. 
if they if they say they want to reduce this or that in your food, then take them at their word. They're, that's what they're trying to do. Um, a lot of this carbon uh, sustainability stuff is all about limiting the things that make life possible: energy, fertilizer. You know, we can. One of the things about the whole food industry is we feed like seven or eight times more people than we ever could feed like at the turn of the century in the 1900s. So there's, there's massive numbers of people fed today because of energy, fertilizer, things like that that we take for granted. Uh, the supply chains uh, that move materials, uh, uh, raw materials and finished goods around the world are being sawn through on a global scale. You've only got to look at where the shipping is, where it should be and where it actually is. And terrifyingly, the same is happening to food production worldwide, food and fertilizer production. It's in the wrong place. It's deliberate. They're smashing the means of manufacturing enough calories to keep 7.8 billion people alive. And, you know, where do you think that's going to end? Well, the answer is mass, mass starvation, war, uh, uh, global migration. That's, that's what's going to happen if you and everybody else choose to do nothing at all. The most dangerous thing you can respond with today is something like, Oh, Seth, I mean, how do you, how can you go for this? How can you believe all this? This is, this is ridiculous. None of this is going to happen. People are going to do this or people are going to do that before they ever get that far. Look, the time to resist is now. Uh, if some of this stuff goes into place, you won't be able to resist. They'll have, uh, they'll cordon off your city with even a city like the size of Houston where I live you know, there's about five or six million people that live in the Houston Metroplex area. You could cordon off all of Houston with a, a relatively small force uh, of like maybe 10,000 troops. And believe me, <laughs> you know, once they get everybody roped together uh, in, in moving in lockstep, that's exactly the kind of thing they'll do. Um just like they're starving these people in Gaza by, you know, locking them into a particular perimeter, cutting off their food and water. Uh, we'll do it more civilly, right? It'll be like, there'll be shortages. There'll be, all of a sudden you can't find certain things. You can't buy certain things. The inflation is, is wiping you out. It's all you can do to hold on to your house or your car, these types of things. Um, so just look, just be mindful of it. At some point, you're gonna you're gonna want to give in, right? You're gonna say, "Man, it's just not worth it to fight these guys." I'm just gonna go ahead and sign up for the CBDC, or I'm gonna sign up for the COVID passport or the health passport or whatever they're gonna call it that goes on your phone. But what Mikey Don is saying is, "Hey, look, you need to resist. You can't you can't give in to this thing. If if enough of us say no, then they can't implement it, right?" But um, but this is, this is scary stuff and it's stuff that, uh, may never happen. I don't know, but man, there's certain things that are lining up and beginning to look this way. Uh, also economic destruction we can see happening around us. Interest rates will rise on the back of huge debts that will just cause mass bankruptcies, rolling recessions, depressions, things like that. And I would also imagine 
loss of confidence in the very thing called money. So any savings you've got, I think they'll just vanish. Literally, people will just say, I no longer trust sterling. I don't want to accept it. And so all your savings are now worth nothing. So if you wait, I believe it will be too late. I think you already know that I'm broadly telling you something that's closer to the reality than what government's telling me. Uh, but I believe that we can head off the worst crimes in history by drawing our consent and, and definitely not accepting these uh, digital ID for any reason, any reason. If you accept it, they, they will sweep over us. Um, and so just in the last few words, I implore you to get involved, to use some of what I and others are saying to you. Uh, be brave, actually. You have to be brave now and risk embarrassment um, and recruit other people to this cause and we can roll them over. Yeah, right. Uh, be brave. Be willing to risk embarrassment. I mean, this is a great call to action. Um, get on Twitter. Start looking at where the real news is. Now, you need to be a little bit careful on Twitter. Not everything is true, right? But find some people on there to follow. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at, at the at sign investor class. Um, that uh, I, I'm mostly reposting things. I don't type original content. I'll every, every now and then I'll ask a crazy person a question uh, just to kind of troll them a little bit. But man, the time is now to start showing a little bit of resistance. Uh, don't consent. Don't, do not consent to these measures. Um, you'll undoubtedly lose your liberty uh, and then potentially lose your life, like he said. There's no guarantee one way or the other. But I think the liberty part is easy enough to take with these measures that, they're, that the governments are looking to put into place. So, well, look, I hope you enjoyed that talk. Um, I know it sounds implausible, but just, just try to understand what I always go back to is think about the Nazis. How did the Nazis get the German people? And this, this was a population very educated, right? Very smart. How did the Nazis get the, the German people to go along with creating a second class citizenship for the Jewish people and then to round them all up and put them in concentration camps? How do they get them to go along with that? Man, you put people in a position where they they don't feel like they have a choice. They have to give their consent in order to survive. And next thing you know, you've got some sort of genocide on your hands. So look, don't give your consent. Don't give in. Just resist. Uh, be a warrior for liberty. And come back and listen to who gets to decide. Peace. <laughs>